0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Good morning everyone, welcome to the Women of Golf Show, I'm Ted Oderico, and joining me is LPGA professional, Cindy Miller and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the BlogTalkRadio.com network bringing you some of the best golfers teaching professionals and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf we're so glad you decided to join us this morning so grab your coffee and let's get started All right, good morning, and thank you, everyone, for joining me this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. Uh, Cindy is not going to be on the broadcast this morning. She's mid-flight, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or mid-travel anyways, uh, off to uh, another uh, adventure, and we'll talk to her a little bit about that uh, next week when she comes back on the show. Um, so it'll just be me with uh, my very special guest this morning, uh, Lauren Coughlin, uh, who was uh, competing in this past weekend's uh, Symmetra Tour event, the Sky Golf Championship. We're going to talk to her a little bit about that uh, and more uh, when she joins me here. But uh, thanks, everybody, again, for for joining us here uh, on the Women of Golf Show. Uh, Just a a couple of quick reminders. Of course, you can find us every week uh, here on the blogtalkradio.com network. We air live uh, every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, unless otherwise indicated. Uh, And uh, at the end of the show, um, you'll hear some other great ways, uh, in addition to joining us here, uh, that you can listen to the broadcast uh, when it's convenient for you on some other different social media platforms. So make sure you stick out uh, to the end of the broadcast and you'll hear some other great ways uh, and also some other ways that you can reach out to both Cindy and I, uh, if you have any comments or questions about the program or maybe uh, you know somebody in the golf profession that uh, you'd love to have uh, on the broadcast as a special guest, uh, by all means feel free to reach out um, through those contact uh, and we'll be more than happy to, to make arrangements to get them on. As I mentioned, I'm going to be joined this morning by a young lady. Actually, again, she was on last year. I believe it was around August. She was the winner at that time of the PHC Classic on the Smetra Tour. And uh, let me tell you just a little bit about her, and then I will bring her on the on the broadcast here. Of course, her name is Lauren Coughlin. Uh, she's a 26-year-old native of Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, also a graduate of the University of Virginia, And uh, she competes primarily on the, uh, or last year she competed primarily on the LPGA in 2018. She's a two-time All-ACC selection who won the 2017 ACC individual title to capture uh, the ACC Player of the Year honours. As I mentioned, she was a first-time winner on the Symmetra Tour in 2018 at the PHC Classic, uh, which also earned her an exemption into the Evian Championship. So let me welcome our very special guest this morning, Lauren Coughlin. Good morning, Lauren. Hey how are you?
2: How's it going? Good, how are you?
1: I'm doing I'm doing very well. Um, as I was just mentioning to the listeners, uh you were actually on with us. I think it was August last year. Was that when the PHC classic was uh playing? I think it was August yeah, of last year, wasn't so, it? yeah, it
2: was like the beginning of August, I think. Um yeah, when I yeah. won uh the Milwaukee event. hmm
1: Yeah, so um, I remember you being on the show, and I thought, I remember this young lady. She came on last year on the show when <laughs> she won the tournament. So, um, But un- unfortunately, uh, didn't quite make it to this past week. We're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a second. Of course, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the Sky Golf uh, Championship, which was the uh, inaugural event for Sky Golf, uh, but it was also the first event of the season for the Cemetery Tour. So, um, but what a great uh, great way to start the season out with a, a three-way tie followed by a sudden death So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, And obviously the the winner was uh, Alana. And I think it's, is it pronounced Uriel?
2: I think so. I'm not 100% sure on that one. (laughs) Okay.
1: I think, yeah, I think it's Uriel. Um, she actually ended up closing out on the sudden death on the 73rd hole
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, of that championship. And uh, she's from Carlsbad, California. And you, of course, as I mentioned, are from uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. And then there was another young lady also, there was three of you, uh, Julieta Granada, who was uh, from Paraguay. Mm -hmm. She was also in there with you. So tell us a little bit about, let's go back earlier in the tournament a little bit. Um, How did you feel coming into this event? I know you've done a lot of stuff, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but... Um, I know mm-hmm. you did a lot of things to prepare for this season, but how were the course conditions and how did you feel coming into this event?
2: Yeah, the course conditions were really nice. The green They got the greens rolling really pretty quick actually com- compared to how, what I played on Monday and um, the fairways were rolling as well. I had been in Houston um, and, and Charlottesville kind of for the past two, three months and they've been getting so much rain. So it was nice to finally get some roll on my drives and not – hit and and end up right where I where right where I landed. <laughs> so right. That was nice.
1: Yeah, there's Yeah, there's nothing worse than plugging in the middle of the fairway. Um obviously, oh, no. you know the rules.
2: Or sometimes not even yeah. being able to find your ball cuz you're it's so wet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell me I know the feeling. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, and and you're exactly right. I'm, I'm in Florida and we've, we've been just, in fact, yesterday it, it poured and poured and poured all day. So I know exactly what you're talking about, the wet weather and,
0: mm-hmm. um, and obviously
1: a big difference, you know, being out in, in Texas where, you know, normally, and, and I think they've had a little bit more rain in that this year as well, but normally it's pretty dry. Were you playing in, in Texas? Were you sort of warming up in Texas or was that for, there for a different reason?
2: Yeah, so I went there for the last two weeks. My parents live there, and I have a great course that uh, the Woodlands Country Club lets me come out and practice at their courses when I'm in town. And so, yeah, I was going there, just kind of getting out of Virginia because Although Virginia was getting just as much rain as Houston was, at least when the days it wasn't raining. It was, like, 70 degrees in Houston and not, like, freezing (laughs) like it was in Virginia. So I needed to be able – I was able to, you know, hit golf balls on mats and stuff when I was in Virginia, but it was nice to be able to actually hit off grass and put on some really nice greens and kind of just get get playing, which is what I wasn't able to do while I was in Virginia. So, yeah, it was in preparation for the season starting, just kind of getting – 2 weeks two two really good weeks of practice in.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's nice to to visit with you know with your parents and that before you sort of kick the yeah. season off to get some family time in as well. I mean that's that's incredibly important. And I don't know what your time yeah. is like this morning but if if you're able to Lauren I would love for you to stick past a little bit longer if you're able to and if you're not that's not okay, a problem yeah, I can uh, um I know you've got probably things you have to do but I would love because uh, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about um mm-hmm. sort of after we, we talk about the tournament and things like that. So obviously mm-hmm. your performance uh at at Charlotte Harbor National Golf Club, which is where the tournament this past weekend and that's at Bobcat Trail, um in uh in Florida. And uh, as I said, you were one of the runner ups uh in the tournament. Um were you leading at any point through the tournament or obviously you were very uh, close to the top. What was what was your your position for most of the tournament? Um
2: most of the tournament I was from I think I started my fourth round and like tied for ninth. I was about two shots back. And um I think about nine holes, ten holes in I think I got tied for the lead. <clears throat> but then okay. but then um like Alana and Julieta and them kinda I think had some more birdies and stuff coming in. So I I get to the sixteenth hole or no, the fifteenth hole and I see the scoreboard and I'm two shots back again. And I go fifteen par, seventeen birdie Birdied 15. Sorry, birdied 15. parred 16. Birdied 17, and then eagled 18 to get a to get a one shot lead.
1: Wow, very cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and obviously, yeah, it, it always makes it nice to come back. And, and are, now, are you a player that you know? Because some players, they all vary. But are you a player who does better coming from behind? or are you a player better that once you get lead you know get the lead you're you're a good player to hold the lead what what, what are you i mean um, what's I feel, easier for you
2: com- I feel very comfortable coming from behind i feel like the pressure isn't on me and i mm. can really play more free i was 3 shots behind when i won milwaukee last year going in the last round and ended up winning that one. Um I've won two state opens as well when before I had any Symmetra status and I think I was like five shots behind both times when I won those. And so I I don't mind it. I've unfortunately I never had the lead in a Symmetra <laughs> event, so <laughs> but well, well, maybe... one and, and, and hide for the lead, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe that's a good game plan and to, to not try to jump into the lead too quickly and just sort of stay at that, yeah. you know, hovering, you know, maybe a couple of shots behind until you need to, to really get in there and close the deal. Um, so <laughs> what happened on, uh, so obviously you played 18 again, uh, mm-hmm. Not I don't mean 18 holes, but you played number 18 again, of course, in the 73rd mm-hmm. hole, um, and obviously you weren't able to eagle it again um, you know, to to continue on. So, what happened on the the playoff hole? Do you think what what was there an area or, or particular part other than the fact that you didn't get an eagle um, that you think that affected how how things uh, came out?
2: Well, the wind died down from when we played it in regulation. So I had um, like 200 yards in when uh, in regulation. So I, it was like a perfect five wood. And then in the in the playoffs, there wasn't the wind had really died down. There really wasn't anything, so I had two sixteen to the to the pin, and it's a very tucked back left pin. And I actually hit a very very good three wood to get to about between like twenty twenty five feet or so. But Alana had, I mean, she had probably four iron in, so she had just had a big much bigger advantage, and she was able to just get it a little bit closer than I was, and uh, right. she. It's it to about, you know, I think 10, 12 feet or so. And then she just she mm. drilled the putt and I just didn't, there wasn't really, I didn't do anything wrong. I hit two really good right. shots. She just made the putt and I didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, obviously that, that's, that happens. I mean, that's, that's part of tour mm-hmm. life. You're going to, you know, get into playoffs. The the main thing is if you're not going to, you know, if you don't outright win the tournament, the next best thing mm-hmm. is to at least get in a playoff and give yourself a chance to to then you know uh, close at that point. So I mean, there's a lot of great things that you can take away from this experience that are going to help you you know throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the season. And I was reading a very interesting quote that you said you talked about this uh, event. You said, "I can only be uh, so mad that I didn't quite pull it off and eagle it again." Obviously, you were talking about on the the playoff hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had a smile on your face when you said that, so that was a good thing. Um, and and I really like this particular part of the quote. You, you said, "She won." and I don't feel like I lost it. Explain that, what you mm-hmm. mean, because a lot of players, you know, when they say, well, I lost the tournament, you didn't really lose the tournament. She won the
2: tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, what I mean by that is, in college, I so I won the ACC championship my my last year of college, but I had three other tournaments that year that I came in second place that I was leading or or just didn't quite pull it off. But one time... Mm-hmm. You know, I shot four under in the final round. And uh, LaCariby Abe, actually, who she's out here on the sure Show right now as well, who played at Alabama, she shot like five or six under. So at that point, I didn't really – I shot a good final round score and just didn't quite – she shot 12 under, I shot 11 under. So I didn't – just didn't quite pull it off. But there was other other – two other times where I felt like I lost the tournament. They didn't beat me, where wherein mm-hmm. I just didn't quite – hit good shots coming in or make the putts that i needed to coming in kind of what i felt like yesterday where i i hit the shots that i needed to i shot six under i mean i i ended birdie par birdie eagle right. and i had, i gave myself an opportunity to make eagle she just made it and i didn't but i did everything right. what i how i was supposed to do it and it just didn't work out so i don't feel like i lost she just she she won <laughs>
1: Right. No, that's, that, and that's a great way to look at it because, you know, you can do everything just right out on the golf course, as you said, you know, mm-hmm. you can hit all the right shots, you can make, you know, all the, all the right putts uh, but somebody might come along and not necessarily that they play a little bit better, but might even have, and, and I hate to use this word, but um, maybe on a few holes uh, make some lucky putts. They were maybe, you know, twenty three mm-hmm. feet away and, you know, their leg putt drops in, which, you know, always <laughs> doesn't happen too often. So, yeah. you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of factors can be involved and you can go out and play one of your best. I mean, 66, that's certainly nothing to sneeze at. That's a great round of mm-hmm. golf, but at the same token, you know, you got into the playoff and your putt didn't go in hers did. So there was really, as you said, there was nothing that you did wrong. It's just that she happened to have her putt go in. And, and as I said, yours didn't. So I think that's a great yeah. attitude to have, you know, to have that, um, you know, not going and looking at, well, you lost the tournament because obviously you, you didn't. I mean, technically, yes, you did, but you didn't lose it through your efforts. And I think that's a, a very no, great. Exactly. Um,
2: yeah, go like ahead. Sorry. Say I, I, I hit, like say I hit a poor drive and then I hit it, my approach shot in the bunker and I don't hit it close. And then, I, you know, like there's many things where I could have done where like, yeah, I lost that. But I, I hit very good shots coming in and hers just like it, and like we just said, no, her putt went in mind and that that's all it is to it really. So it was a good effort and it wasn't like I, I mess I didn't mess up. I did everything I needed to do and it just wasn't quite enough. But that's okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, as I said a moment ago, you know, you're, you're going to take this experience and this is going to, I mean, this is a, a great way to start the season. I mean, obviously, yeah, it would have been a mm-hmm. little nicer to, to actually, and ultimately been the winner, but um, again, you got into a playoff and you gave yourself a very strong chance to be that. And now you can propel yourself through the end of to the, uh, the rest of the season. Uh, and also you have a win from last year to help, um, secure that that little extra confidence. You know you're able to 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 do it um, and and get things done. So you know there's no doubt, there's no issues. It's just a matter of okay, I got to go out and do it again this year. And and I think yep. that's a, a great way. You know some great momentum. Um, I want to talk about two throughout the round. Um, obviously you played very very well. What was your strongest uh, area of your game this tournament? And what areas kind of if it at all lets you down a few times.
2: Yeah. So um, I, one of my big strengths, strengths I think is always uh, my accuracy off tee. But then I also, I think my ball striking is very, I don't hit, you know, crazy number of greens. I think I average between like 12 and 14 greens around, which is still very good. But when I do huh. hit those greens, I'm hitting it very close. I very rarely. And so I'm giving myself a lot of birdie opportunities but also I really worked really hard on my putting this year as well or this off season. And that, to be honest, I think that really was what, I only had one, three putt in four days. Um, I averaged like 27 putts around something like that, which for me, and then I think my putts per green regulation was like 1.7, which is if you're winning on tour, you're under 1.7 is what you need to be for your putts per green regulation. So I think, Probably my ball striking, but I think really what saved me was my putting overall. Mm. Um, something that I need to work on was definitely my wedges, um like you know, like <laughs> between like fifty fifty to ninety yards was very bad right, very very bad <laughs> um, it, the green i mean the ground was really firm in places, and so I was like ale mailing some, and then other times it wouldn't be – I think it goes back to the ground that I was playing on in Houston where it was just so wet. And so I was used to, you know, it one way and then I get here and it's just not quite the same. So, and it also didn't help that the range balls were those floating range balls, which are fun, oh, yeah. but I'm just not getting, I wasn't able to really work on them at all. Cause I'm hitting into a lake with no real, um, you know, targets to go at. And the balls aren't, aren't real golf balls. So I'm not exactly sure how far it's going. And stuff like that. So that, you on know, my wedges. And I think if I keep everything else the same, I'm winning again this week.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, and that's important. You know, a lot of people don't realize this. And, and let me just go back for a second to something that you said because mm-hmm. you kind of play it. You played it down a little bit. 12 to 14 fairways in a, in a round. That's pretty darn good. That's in the high percentile of uh, greens and reg. I mean, you may not see that as yeah. a professional, but for the amateurs that that probably just gassed listening to that. What do you mean 12 to 14? I'm lucky (laughs) if I hit five, Um, you know, they're thinking, what's she talking about here? But that is, um, you know, obviously as a professional, you, you want to hit, you know, everyone, but uh, obviously that's, that's not going to happen too often, but um, 12 to 14 is certainly, you know, nothing to, to back off of. I think that's a a pretty great stat. Uh,
2: It's about tour average. It's about tour average. So like, yeah, it's very good, but it's, it could be better, you know, give myself more opportunities to make birdie.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. And that, and, and you got to remember too, that's, you know, this is early in the season as the season progresses, Mm -hmm. your everything in your game will sort of tighten up a little bit and, and uh, you know, you'll obviously have some, some little glitches along the way, like we all do, but um, you know, over the season, that number will, uh, you know, increase and and the same with your putting and, and that sort of thing. So it's, you know, I think, Really, to come out the way you did this particular tournament right out from the gate, I think is fantastic. I mean, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not easy to come from an off season, um, even if you play a lot of golf, because, you know, this is the first tournament of the year, to have that great of a showing in your first event of the season. I mean, a, a double thumbs up to you, Lauren, for, for doing that, because that's not an easy task Thank to do um, coming off, off season. So, um, now, speaking of off season um i understand mm-hmm. you were you were doing some gym work uh, a little bit more and and uh, and other things to prep for the season give us an idea of some things that you did in the off season besides obviously out practicing mm-hmm. your game uh, to get ready
2: yeah so i mean my season ended like first week in november so i had 4 months of off season which is the longest i've had in since I graduated in 2016, like I haven't had that much of a break between tournaments in a very, very long time. So I took a lot of time off of golf. I definitely get burnt out very easily in it. And so like when I'm able to take time off, I like won't touch a club for a while. Um, Right. And so I did, I did that. Um, I got back into it starting in January, January and then about in between Thanksgiving and Christmas sometime in there, I just decided that, Um, I didn't really like how I looked anymore. Um, I, I had aches and pains last year that I shouldn't have been having. I was Mm -hmm. wit. I was so tired by the end of the season last year. I lost probably a club in distance by the end of the year. I, there was just a a lot of things and I just kind of decided that I needed to, to work out (laughs) as much as I didn't like doing it. I really and right. I needed to. And um, so right in between then, I started doing just like some, I actually started doing kickboxing in the beginning, kind of doing some cardio stuff. Um, and then uh, after Christmas and after the new year, my um, college coach, Kim Lellen, her husband um, came to me and was like, I have, he, back story is he coaches baseball for one of the top um, private school in, in Virginia, private high school. Mm-hmm. He's assistant coach for Miller baseball and they're one of the best ones in the state. And he's very into training athletes. And so right. he came to me and was like, I can help you if you want and so I started working out with him three times a week. Um while also doing cardio three other times a week. Um I started lifting is what I started doing. Um So, yeah, I've had two months of working out five, six times a week, kind of rotating between doing a lift, which will last me about an hour and a half to two hours with him, and then cardio about an hour the other days. Wow. Um, Yeah, and I've lost 15 pounds since since January, and I've lost almost two pant sizes, um, shirt size yeah <laughs> um yeah well, and congratulations. i I, feel, I actually thank you and i actually i've never enjoyed working out as much as i do now um i think i'm very much i get i like routines and i i got into a very good good routine when i was at home in charlottesville and with with his help and uh so i've continued it i actually for the very first time i worked out in the middle of a tournament so friday i had a early tea time and so Friday afternoon I went went to the gym and got a workout in which if you had told wow. me I was going to huh. do that last year I would have laughed at you <laughs> <laughs> so well yeah no you know, it's it's just been a, yeah, a complete just... mindset shift
1: <laughs> yeah well you know what and, and just for the benefit of the listeners you know let me just say this you know, it's not easy people, you know, when they think a lot of people think of golf and they say, well, it's not really that physically demanding. And, and, you know, so I I don't understand why, you know, we're seeing all these young uh, guns, if you will, coming up and they're all very, you know, athletic and, and so forth. Um, But the truth of the matter is it takes a lot of stamina, especially if you're playing three or four, you know, rounds of tournaments. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, our weekend golfers that maybe go out and play once on the weekend and they're lucky if they play next weekend, um, you're playing on average, you know, three, again, sometimes four, depending on the tournament uh, in a row um, mm-hmm. and and practicing on top of that, now you've got to throw uh, some sort of a workout routine in there um, mm-hmm. as well to, to sort of keep things going. So that's not an easy task to, to do. And, and obviously that's something, you know, as you mentioned a few moments ago, you know, towards the, the, End of last season, you were kind of feeling, well, you know, I'm out of gas. I'm, I'm just not feeling good. You know, I'm kind of achy. Uh, I got to do something about that. And obviously, that mm-hmm. was smart on your part to, to recognize that because there's a lot that out there that don't. And they, you know, end up, that's when you become more susceptible to injury. So, um, what do you think was the deciding factor for you? I mean, you just weren't feeling well. It was that pretty much the, the motivation said, I got to do something and make
2: some changes? Yeah, I think the big thing was. Um, feeling how tired I got towards the end of the year and how much distance right. I lost, lost where, I mean, I did play in, I mean, people need to understand. So I start mean, yes, my first tournament was in January, but really the, the brunt of our schedule is from March until about October. And I played in mm-hmm. 20 tournaments between March and October, which is a lot mm-hmm. of golf. You know, I'm playing and I didn't make many cuts. So even then I was still (laughs) so tired and lots of travel and it just, it just wears on you. And, you know, I was having, my back was hurting and my, my knee was bothering me off and on. And it was just like things that like, I, I, but I never did anything to to hurt them. So it was just, my body was just not happy with what I was doing essentially. And my knee was just all of a sudden, like my knee, I couldn't bend, Bend down to read a putt and get back up. Like that, there was right. nothing that I did. So it was that that, and then on top of just how much distance I lost, but from the start of the year to the end of the year, and then even at Q School, at Q Series, I mean, that last round of Q Series, I was dragging. <laughs> and,
0: yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, I, I I I tripled, I think my like fourteenth or fifteenth hole, and on the very last day. I mean, I if I'm even if I'm able to just say bogey, I'm, you know, I'm in more I'm in more LPGA events, and that it was huge. Even just that last day, that one hole cost me probably a couple starts here in the beginning of the season when I really need them, and so yeah. um, you know it's just hard to look back and say if I've been in better shape, would I have been able to finish better, you know? And that's and I think that shows my fitness shows on the last day of the tournament on Sunday. I mean, I ended mm-hmm. birdie, par, birdie, eagle. And that par that I had, I left the putt about an inch short, dead center. So I really could have a wow. birdie, 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 eagle, finish. So, and on a four-day tournament, first tournament of the year. Like, that just shows, I think, how much my, my stamina has gotten better, even though, again, mm-hmm. it was the first tournament of the year, but, I don't think I was able to do – I would have been able to do that um, last do
1: you year you think? Do you think – yeah, do you think, Lauren, since you've started this change, um, are you, I mean, obviously, again, it's only the first tournament, but you've, you've obviously had some, mm-hmm. uh, some practice in between. Are you seeing some of the distance coming back now as a result?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely hitting it at least as far as I was uh, at the beginning of the year last year. Um, my driver, I think, has gone a little bit better. It, but also, I don't even think it was just distance that I um, lost. I lost a lot of accuracy because I was having mm-hmm. to swing so hard to tr- try to get distance back. And I don't like swinging hard. I like swinging right. at about, like, 85%, 90% because I think you're more accurate that way. Mm-hmm. And so... So I was, but I was having to swing hard because I was I couldn't even hit an eight iron like 130 yards, and I was like, this is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and so yeah, I think that was a big thing yeah, too as well. That it's just I'm able to I'm hitting it like I I was hitting it at the beginning of the year last year.
1: Yeah, you're going to, I mean, obviously, as as time goes on, you know, regardless of what you do, your distance is going to decrease a little bit as we, as we all get older. I mean, I'm obviously a yeah. lot older than you are, and uh, I don't hit it quite as far as I used to uh, when I was in my 20s, but, um, you know, and you do the best that you can to, to sort of uh, slow that process down, but... Um, you know, you're still young and, and full of a lot of energy, and and you know something else yeah. too that Lauren, I think that a lot of people don't appreciate, and especially because you gals travel so much from tournament to tournament, and you know you don't have the the luxury at this stage in your career, and and maybe you won't go that route anyways, but um, you know once you get some status on the LPGA and that um, and win a bunch of tournaments, you know you can afford to. Uh, fly a little bit more, and and um, you know mm-hmm. your your you know your expenses go up, but you have the the financial resources to be able to to balance a little bit better. So, you know when you're driving and you've got to stop and you've got to eat, nutrition becomes a big issue uh, for because I know I've talked to many of you before. I mean you were on last year, as I said, and I'm sure we we touched on this a little bit, but that's a big factor too for you gals because you know you're traveling and obviously I know you're stopping and you're eating and that. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is there's probably moments throughout the year that you're probably not eating your best because, um, you know, you're you're trying to get to that next event and maybe it's a long route or something. So you're just stopping and grabbing whatever you can get. Um,
0: mm-hmm. How
1: did that change for you um, starting this season? Did you change in addition to, you know, working out and doing some of the other things that you mentioned? Did you train change nutritionally um, what you're eating yes, or have you I always did. been a pretty a pretty good eater. Um, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about no,
2: that. No, I'm, I'm a pretty bad eater. <laughs> so normally, <laughs> um, I mean, I really, I very much like my, my sweets, like my desserts and stuff like that. So right. no, and I like bread and pasta. So The big thing what I did was I stopped eating. I mean, I wouldn't say that I went on any particular, you know, like fad diet, but That's I not. definitely cut back a lot on carbs. I ate a lot. I'm mm-hmm. eating a lot more protein than I was, more vegetables than I was. Um, it was nice this week. Um, I, my grandmother lives 25 minutes from Charlotte Harbor, so I was able to stay at home with her and cook with her. Or she, either she'd cook or I'd cook, and she'd make. You know, I was able to make breakfast every morning and have dinner with her every night, and so that helped a lot. Um, I'm eating more on the course than I was before, as well. Mm-hmm. But I, right, I, I did, I would say I ate a little bit more carbs than I would have if I was just at home, just because I needed, I need the carbs when I'm out on the golf course to keep me going. But um, yeah, the big thing was I started, I cut out soda, no um, mm-hmm. sweets, sugar, Um, very, very, you know, I would still have a little bit of if I'd make my husband or something like some like spaghetti meatballs or something, I, you know, I would still have like, Oh, just a little bit of pasta, but not near like a quarter of what right. I have had before just to kind of get the taste mm-hmm. of it. But, but not, and mainly mm-hmm. yeah. just eat like a ton of the meatballs or it's like that, like that type of stuff where yeah, I would still have maybe a little bit of rice, but I have, I would have more meat than I would have and then more vegetables than I would have is a big thing. Right. Yeah, I can, well I can tell um, you first. I tried I tried fasting a little bit as well. Like intermittent fasting. Oh, really? You know, like not eating not eating before like noon and stuff like that. Yeah, and then once you do right. that, once you eat afternoon, you just eat a lot of protein. And that has worked as well. I like I enjoyed doing that.
1: Huh. Very interesting. Um what I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. was, um you know, talking about the pasta, uh, I'm my heritage is, is Italian, so um, obviously, I can't cut out pasta in my <laughs> in my way of thinking, but I understand what you what you're what you were getting at, and that's true because a lot of that stuff, you know, converts into sugar. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, carbs and things like that. If you're not careful, uh, especially breads and and things like that, um, you know, I'm I'm somebody that's you know always sort of old school, like to you know eat good meals and things like that. But in today's sort of fast paced world, we get caught up in, well, I'm just going to grab a burger or I'm just going to grab a, you know, and we think it's, it's all good at, you know, uh, and I'm not going to name names, but you know, a chicken sandwich somewhere. <laughs> and, and it, and it's certainly probably better than some of the alternatives, but you know, when you factor what they put in or high sodium and things like that, it's not good for it. And mm-hmm. And just one other note about the sodium, I did the same thing this year um, since Christmas, I have not had a single soda and I feel so much better I've always drank you know a lot of water and things like that anyways mm-hmm. but I noticed last season you know drinking sodas not probably more than I should have um, I just felt zapped of energy it just didn't seem to you know always kind of felt a little lethargic and when I stopped within about a month and now it's what uh, almost mid-march so and I literally stopped at Christmas so we're looking at about three months I feel so much better and I don't have any of the cravings for for sodas anymore so that's a huge thing as well um, for a multitude of reasons, obviously the sugar, but hydration. People don't realize this, but you mm-hmm. can, if you don't drink enough water, it's the same thing with coffee. You know, you're welcome to have coffee, but if you're not drinking water, it's very, very easy to dehydrate yourself. And especially for you guys out in the golf course, if you're not hydrating yourself, that's a killer right there.
2: Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. I drank so much more water than I ever have as well <laughs> like I definitely think yeah. like, <clears throat> I didn't drink enough water before you know i wouldn't if I wasn't thirsty, I didn't drink so but no, I was when especially when I was at home with my husband i mean he likes he doesn't like drinking tap water, so we he buys water bottles and
0: right so it was
2: it's a lot easier to at least for me it was to have like five or six water bottles a day because we just had them. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, that, I mean, that was something that I wasn't doing is either I was drinking enough water and getting the hydration, um, to help me get protein. I started, um, drinking like pro getting protein powder. Um, mm-hmm. when I work out, like when I lift, I'll do, uh, take pre-workout, you know, just to kind of give me a little mm-hmm. boost of energy and make mm-hmm. sure that when I'm, when I'm there, I'm, but it also has stuff to help with recovery in mm-hmm. it as well. And so I don't feel yep. so bad afterwards. I got um, a, I don't know if you've heard of what a Hypervolt is. It's like a, it's Mm-mm. called, it's a percussion massager. And it's oh, wow. like, you get you, you get, you get the effects of foam rolling, but it just, but it's way more concentrated and it looks like a, like a hammer, like a, in <laughs> like a, it's really <laughs> funny looking, but it is the best thing that I've gotten, you know, just really helps, you know, one, activate your muscles beforehand, before you work out, right. and then helps reduce soreness afterwards as well. So I've been, I do that a lot just to help me, you know, before I warm up in the morning, you know, I'm I'm doing that for a good 10, 15 minutes to get all my, my legs and my glutes and all of that activated. So once I'm hitting mm-hmm. balls, I'm already feeling pretty good. So it takes a long time to really get warmed up which I didn't realize. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's another thing that I changed well, as well. I'm starting to get warmed up a lot sooner than I was before.
1: Yeah. There's, there's nothing worse than, you know, and, and you're exactly right. And I'm going to have to look into getting one of those for myself. Cause you know, I, I, me, it's the best. um, yeah, I'll have to, I, I take your word on that. Um, You know, you hit on a couple of things, and I just want to mention that. And then, as I said, I wanted Mm -hmm. to keep you for a few minutes longer uh, to talk Mm -hmm. about some things that maybe you can help the listeners um, do. Um, But just going back to the hydration, that could also be um, part of the reason last season, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're not keeping yourself properly hydrated – um and I'm not saying it's the only reason, but a lot of times that's why your your muscles and things kinda get a little bit because, you know, you're you're yep. you're playing a pretty hefty schedule all season long and if you're not really keeping yourself hydrated and, and a lot of people think, well I'll just drink, you know, a bunch of Gatorade or I'll drink a bunch of that, which is a lot of people don't realize it's the worst thing for you. Um yeah. I used to, you know, love having Gatorade and I realize now and um that those types of products are not always the best for you. I'm not saying you can't ever have them. Um, but if you're relying on that to keep you hydrated, that's not going to happen. That's that's a false. Uh, yeah, there's
0: a lot of sugar uh, in them too.
1: Right, a lot of sugar, and uh there's a lot of other great things that you can help with your electrolytes mm-hmm. and things like that. But mm-hmm. but you know, being hydrated throughout the season um is is crucial. That keeps your your muscles active and and keeps them in, in good shape and that. And it's amazing. And I think what a lot of things and and you know I would. When you're used to drinking other you know, soft drinks and things like that, and, and it's not to say that I didn't have water, but not to the same degree that I do now, the truth of the matter is water doesn't really taste good because it doesn't have a taste.
0: <laughs> and,
1: you know, I know a lot of people say, well, I can't stand drinking water. There's no flavor to it. And, you know, that's why here in the South, a lot of them will throw a little wedge of lemon or something in there, uh, you know, just to add some sort of flavor to it. And you mentioned about some different, uh, different uh, powders and things like that that you can use for uh, you know, pre-warm up and that just to add some flavoring too. Um, yeah, but, I also
2: did Crystal Light a lot as well. Right, when I got tired right. of drinking just regular water, Crystal Light was a good go-to.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and it's good to mix. It, yeah, it's good to mix it up like that too, Lauren. I mean, you know, you, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I'll be honest. Even now, I mean, every once in a while, I'll I'll have a sweet tea or something like that, which I know is probably not yeah. the best thing for you, but. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm, I am here in the South, so, you know, I've got to do as yeah. the Southerners do. But um, <laughs> but anyways, you know, it, it, water does, like I said, after a while it gets a little bland, so you've got to kind of spice it up a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. unlike you, you know, I had to get rid of the sodas that they were just too much. So uh, this sort of brings me to the, to the next um, thing that I want to talk to you about. You know, for those down here in the South and certain parts of the country where it is a little bit warmer, and, you know, people are, are maybe thinking about getting out or, or maybe some of the Northerners that are coming down here uh, to play their first golf of the season before, you know, things uh, warm up back home. Um, there's a lot of things that, that, you know, you do as obviously professionals, but amateurs can do to sort of warm up and prep for the season. You, we've touched on some of it here with things that you've done. Um, but I want to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, putting some numbers to things. So let's say for an example, let's talk about um you know warm up and 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 that sort of thing what did you discover about your warm up routine that maybe could benefit the listeners um now obviously they're not going to go to the same level that you are because you're playing at a on the yeah. professional stage what are some tips that you could say okay here if you're going to go out and play this season and you want to play your best golf this is a, at the very bare minimum what you need to be doing uh, before you go out and hit your first shot on the on the golf course,
2: yeah, one thing that I've really found that I really liked that that helps get me jump started is I actually walk on the treadmill for about ten minutes before i start um, you you don't in i'm not at a not at a slow pace but not at like a crazy walking pace either, but it is to get your heart rate going and it gets the muscle, it gets the blood flowing to all your muscles and it helps getting, you know, your legs and your glutes and all of that really starting working is one thing that I started as well. So just walking for like five to ten minutes will really help get your muscles going. Um, Another thing that I started doing was stretching a little bit to get get warmed up um, as well. Um, A good thing is to do some walking lunges. Which aren't too difficult mm. to do. Um, those get the legs and the glutes as well. That's that's the big thing for me is getting my my legs firing, and and my glutes firing. So my so my back doesn't take on all of the the brunt of right. when I'm swinging. So at least for me, it's my low back that 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 bothers me when when I'm not properly warmed up. And mm. so walking lunges um hip bridges people may not know you basically get on the ground you get you lay on the ground you put your legs up in like a triangle shape and then you basically you just lift up your center right. of your your like your stomach and stuff and you go up and it gets again it gets your your hamstrings going and your 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 glutes going as well um and then I do the mm-hmm. hypervolt which not everybody's going to have that but there's sure. cheaper versions of it as well that you can get, or foam roll would be another good one. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it is really just making sure your 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 legs are warmed up. And then also your shoulders. I do some stretching on my shoulders as well to get them loose, loosened up. Um, nothing, nothing crazy. It's usually just like I go to a wall and, you know, just work them out until they feel loose. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you you raised an interesting point, and and I know, and you may or may not uh, do this, but um, and I'm sure some of the other uh, ladies on tour do. But um, yoga is another thing as well, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to get into a full yoga, um, you know, workout before, but uh, that's something that you can do as well throughout the day um, to to help you know keep the muscles stretched and things like that. Um, there's a lot of great moves in yoga that um,
2: you know mm-hmm. a, a lot
1: of um, people have done uh, and discovered, even men now are starting to realize, you know, before we kind of, you know, poo-pooed yoga, it's like, I'm not doing yoga, that's, that's, you know, that's not for me, and uh, I, a very good friend of mine, Catherine Roberts, who I'm not sure if you're aware of, but um, she's been all over the golf channel over the years and, and whatnot, and, and she has a company, an organization called Yoga for Golfers, and she not only does it for mm-hmm. the golf industry, but she actually uh, works with many top Major League Baseball teams uh in the united states mm. that now they're all getting into it as well so if she's can you know convince some of those uh hardline um you know males to to you know do some stretching <laughs> and yoga poses uh, it's a
2: great workout and, and it's, it's yeah it is it really people think it is <laughs>
1: i know trust
0: me trust me
1: i know um I, I can attest to that i'm six foot four and it's hard to get into some of those moves for me especially oh, yeah. but anyways i won't get into it but Um, so, so that's, that's one thing that obviously you're exactly right. I think warming up and, and again, you know, I'm talking, we're, we're talking about necessarily separate from your, maybe your regular workout routine. I think one of the biggest mistakes, Lauren too, that a lot of golfers do, especially men, probably more so than women is, Hey, well, I hit the gym, you know, three or four times a week and I'm lifting weights and that's not always good for, for your golf swing because lifting heavy weights and things like that, you know, obviously makes you susceptible to injury, but also doesn't really hit the golf muscles. So, those kinds of warm ups like you're talking about are, are going to get those muscles fired up and get the blood flowing and, and mm-hmm. get you ready for, for getting up the golf course. So, when we get to the golf course, obviously there's another part of the warm up, and that's um, you know, hitting some balls to, to warm up. So, um, again, from an amateur's perspective, I mean, you obviously have mm-hmm. a much different and more regimented routine. What would you suggest to amateurs to do when they get to the practice tee to sort of warm up before they go out and play the round?
2: Really start with your wedges. You do not immediately start hitting full shots. <laughs> because Again, right. you're going to hurt yourself. It's the same thing as if you were just go to the gym and just all of a sudden, you know, on a heavy, you know, it's, you're just, you're going to hurt yourself <laughs> if you're just getting right. there and immediately hitting full swings. Um, you really mm-hmm. need to start with your, with your wedges. And I actually, I do, I start, you know, half shots. Then I, and I gradually right. work my way up with my wedges. And then once I am, feeling good with those, then I'll start hitting full shots, but uh, you you can really, that's really how you're going to hurt yourself is if you just immediately get to the the golf course and immediately start hitting full shots.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, and you've got to warm up your back, as you said, too. I mean, even if you do some stretches and things like that, you know, if you, uh, you know, some of the amateur golfers might, their top speed might uh, swing speed might only be eighty five you know eighty five miles an hour, which is still plenty fast mm-hmm. um but if you're you know out there cranking that kind of speed right from the get go, that's when you're gonna tweak something in your back uh, or yep. pull a muscle or, or what have you so yeah this this is why uh, you know you see a lot of the pros just sort of warming up and getting those you know golf muscles in check and 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 that, and then they work up you know to their driver and stuff and you're exactly right. I mean I see so many amateurs as a golf teach professional go out there and they pull out the first thing they pull out is their driver. And so, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be on the first tee soon. So I want to see how good my driver is. And then they mm-hmm. get to the first tee and they wonder why they're, you know, their backs kind of twitching a little bit and, yeah. you know, because they didn't warm up <laughs> properly. Um, so, so those are some great tips, you know, start with, with your wedges, just some easy, you know, maybe um, quarter to half wedge, just to get warmed up mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then you're going to progress up through the clubs, obviously, as time goes on. But um, what would you say would be a reasonable, and again, given the fact that a lot of amateurs don't have the same time that you do to dedicate to the game, mm-hmm. what would be in your mind a reasonable amount of time before playing around to get there and give yourself adequate time to practice, uh, you know, before you play, what, what should they, you know allow themselves
2: um, i mean i think you should give yourself about between like an hour like between like 30 minutes an hour i think is plenty uh i mean you're not going to be doing you know, crazy things like i am like i'm getting there almost two hours usually just to make sure. sure i'm getting getting warmed up and everything beforehand but i think anywhere between 30 minutes into an hour because i feel like a lot of amateurs will get their like 20 minutes before their tea time and they just basically go check in and they go straight to the tee. <laughs> I know my husband You're being does gen- that and I'm like, You're being ge- You're being <laughs> generous,
1: Lauren. Trust me, you're being generous because yeah. I've seen them pull in 10 minutes before their tea time and they're uh, running
2: Oh my husband running does that or- I'm like you're supposed <laughs> I'm like you're supposed to be the tea 10 minutes before. You I'm like I don't understand. Right. I guess that's just from my <laughs> from my tournament day. Like I'm like I'm ready to I get to my tea time Get to the tea, ten minutes before my tea time. <laughs> even even if I'm just going and playing with my dad, you know, like I'm ready to go. Right. But my husband right. will pull up there twenty minutes beforehand. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah I think uh, if you give yourself between thirty to thirty minutes to an hour, you are, have plenty of time to get to get and and you have to hit golf balls and you have to yeah. not start out immediately hitting full shots. <laughs>
1: Right, and and that's a great point. And you know, I, I we understand that that again in today's society that people have a lot of time um, constraints mm-hmm. and things like that. And and if and if time is an issue for you, then maybe rather than playing a full eighteen, maybe just play nine um, yep. for that particular time, and still allow yourself uh, a little bit extra time to get out there and warm up because that is so crucial. There's nothing worse than when I have somebody that that comes to me and says, you know, I, I want to do this and I want to do that, and I'll the first thing I'll ask them about was, you know, how do you prepare and what do you do? You know, what did you do before you got here today? And it's like, well, I, you know, hopped on this highway and I, you know, and they're, they're telling me about their navigating to the, to the golf course. And it's like, no, I want to know what you did to prepare. And it's like, well, I didn't really do anything since the last time I was here. And that right away sends (laughs) up a red flag to me that you're not serious about improving. You know, if you want to get better, this is a game, even at your level, you're always improving. And you know that in your case, what you need to do to be able to improve, you've, you've taken those steps in the off season to get yourself physically in better shape uh, to be able to compete out here. And, you know, there's no excuse for a lot of the amateurs. Um, Again, they don't have to go to the same regiment that you've done because you're playing at a different level. But if you want to play your best golf, you can't just show up to the golf course with the golf clubs in hand and not do anything to prepare Mm -hmm. before and expect to get results because it's just not going to happen. And, um, you know, when I start, yeah, when I start seeing students coming to like that, I I just usher them away. I don't even bother with it. You know, I'm polite about it, obviously, but I just I don't want to waste my time because they're not going to be happy with the results because they're not going to put the time and effort into to to improve. So, um, you know, another thing too, Lauren, I think in, in a lot of people forget about this, but you guys as the pros know. Um, by heart that this is a crucial area and that is the equipment itself it's not just about having uh, you know great equipment but it's about taking care of it now obviously you have a different process again because you play more golf uh, but things like the grips um, you know how many times do we Mm see I'm sure you know played in pro-ams that you've seen players come in and you can just tell by looking at the grips are pretty slick and you know they probably haven't changed them in a few seasons and um Mm -hmm. You know, or they haven't been fitted properly. That's another big, big problem with a lot of amateur golfers. so just touch a little bit about that about what you do each season uh to make sure you're playing with the best equipment and and that everything's in ship shape for for the season.
2: Well, not even just always being fit for it, but having updated equipment is very important, mm-hmm. like if your irons are more than six, seven years old. You know, there's a big difference. You can gain a lot of yards yep. very quickly just by getting updated equipment. You don't even have to go and get like the nicest of the nice stuff, but just by getting something with right. the new tech, with the most recent technology, will make a huge difference. Same with your woods. If your woods are more than five, six, seven years old, there's a huge. You're giving up a lot of yards.
0: Right. <laughs> and, right.
2: Um. I mean, so for me, I go every year. I ping is my my go-to for pretty much everything they've been great for me i have a great relationship with them from college and but i always i go to there every off season and get my irons checked make sure they're still going good and if they have anything new i'll try it out and compare um same with the woods Um, i got the new uh, g410s right now and they are i i really really like like my driver is awesome same with my three wood and five wood and hybrid so i really really like them i still i i already had the i210 so i didn't even change my irons um but i got the new woods this off season and they are very i really really like them a lot not that i didn't like the g400 but the g i am i think i didn't do a very good job of making sure everything fit me correctly last year Right. And was,
0: mm-hmm.
2: So I, my three wood was very spinny, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't control it very well, and I think it was on me just not making sure I had a good enough shaft in it, or I didn't have it on a good setting for me, or whatever. So that right. made it really hard on par fives to get my par five scoring down because I couldn't keep a three wood in play. But um, or if I would hit it, I would hit it into places where it's hard to make birdie. Um, but no, but really getting getting custom clubs or getting fit for clubs is very important as well,
0: mm-hmm. just because you
2: don't have to compensate in your golf swing. You fit your, right. you fit your club to your golf swing. You don't fit your golf swing to a club.
1: Well said. The other thing, too, very quickly I want to point out about that is also, in addition to being fitted properly. Uh, with the right clubs but having the right clubs in the bag you touched on this you mentioned Mm -hmm. you know you've got a hybrid in there you know a a mistake and and I think amateurs are starting to to learn and starting to to catch on but I still see a few out there that've got long irons Um, you know they Mm -hmm. might even want to get rid of of one of their their woods I mean you know they don't necessarily have to play with the one three and five anymore like we used to you can replace it with some other clubs I mean obviously have your driver but you know um you know maybe get rid of your five wood and replace it with um you know a, a couple of hybrids have a hybrid and you know get rid of your a couple long irons and, and replace them with hybrids instead um because they are easy mm-hmm. to play and especially for the for the ladies there's some great sets out there that actually go right down to virtually the six iron um in hybrids yep. and mm-hmm. you know it just makes it so much easier in fact some of them even go further than that but you know, so there's a lot of great options and that's really where you want to get connected with with your your local golf pro and and go in there and get fitted properly make sure that you're getting the right equipment as you said instead of you know ad- adjusting your golf swing to the equipment you want to get the equipment adjusted to your golf swing um so that yep. you are fitted properly and that there is a big difference so um those are definitely some some great uh, tips Lauren and um I want to thank you for, for spending this hour. It's hard to believe we've been on the air for an yeah, hour uh, <laughs> together, and, and I and I hope that I didn't uh, take you away from anything important. I want you to, to do well oh, no, uh, in your fine. next event. So, so now, you're playing this week? Is it, what event's this week?
2: Yep, Winter Haven, uh, the Florida's Natural uh, Charity Classic in Winter Haven, Florida for Symmetra. Um I do have uh, LPGA status this year still um, through Q okay. Series, but I'm just kind of far down on the list so I'm I'm hoping right. to get into Hawaii. Um mm-hmm. but we'll see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> you know, they they had said that it was going to be, you know, if you go to Q series, you get you come in the top 45, you have full, but it's not really working out that way unfortunately. So that's why I'm doing this. I kind of, you know, tried to chase, you know, Monday qualifiers, but I really felt like I needed to get tournament reps in and so right. I decided to come and play in these uh, one. I decided to pay dues on Symmetra just in case I don't get enough LPGA. You know, the, the ultimate goal is to get my card again for next year, right? On LPGA. Right. So what is my best way to do that? Well, if I don't get into any enough LPGA events, then Symmetra is the way to go. So and mm-hmm. I paid dues just to make sure I one could play in as many as I wanted. And just in case I had to, and so yeah, I play, hopefully I'll play in Hawaii, um, I'll probably try to, I think I'm going to try to Monday qualify for San Diego, and then I'll play in the Windsor event for Sumetra, which is a couple of weeks before Hawaii in April, that's my schedule for now. Wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that would be a nice. Well, that's a nice short-term goal to to shoot for Hawaii. Who wouldn't want to uh, to go over there? Even if you weren't yeah. playing, it would just be a nice trip to go over. But um, well, yeah, I'm no planning more, and on going thank...
0: regardless. <laughs> <But> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't blame. <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, if the offer, if the options there, I mean, go whether you're playing or not. Um, no, yeah. that's fantastic. And you know, and I think just to, to sort of recap or not recap but just to cap off what we were just talking about um, something that you just said about you know really playing smart you know you're not sure mm-hmm. what the status is going to be on the LPJ and, and I mean you know to some degree but you know you're, you're as you said you're a little further down the list and uh, those opportunities may not be as often as you would have liked so that's the other thing that amateurs can take away from our discussion today is in addition to the equipment and, and warming up and working out and things like that. And that is playing smart. Um, You know, using Mm -hmm. your head, not just around the golf course, but you know, practicing as well. I mean, you've got to get out there and you've got to put the efforts into the game if you want to improve. And that doesn't mean, you know, that your goal is is to be a scratch golfer. You know, if that's not what your goal is, that's okay. You know, everybody's not going to be a scratch golfer or going to be a tournament player. But, you know, if you want to improve and get out and have fun and at least enjoy um, the game, then you've got to put the effort in. And it's like anything, whatever effort you put in is what you're going to get out of it. And if you put none in, then you're going to get nothing out of it. So um, you're playing smart. I think that's a, a very wise approach to, um, you know, as you said, pay your dues for a semester this season, get as much Um, additional experience there and and I think you're I think you're going to have at least another win under your belt this season on Symmetra just (laughs) I mean you know not just because you won last year but how you started this season and the fact that you've come Mm -hmm. in with sort of a rejuvenated uh, Lauren if you will you're feeling better you're on top of your game and had a great showing the first event at the Sky Golf Championship and I know you're going to do well this week as well and if you win, well, you'll be joining us next week on the show because we're going to be the winner next <laughs> right. week. Uh, hopefully if everything <laughs> goes well. Um, so uh, keep going out and, and plugging away. And, and it's been an honor. And any time you want to come back, whether you win or not, Lauren, uh, you just let uh, let Zach know and uh, we'll be more than happy right. so to have thank you. you. Uh, yeah, and I apologize that Cindy wasn't able will, to join us, but she had a – sorry, go ahead.
2: No, yeah, I will say about the plan, like, you know, you get in what you get out of it type of thing Mm -hmm. or you get out of it, what you put in. So my husband, you know, he, he is very, very into golf now. You know, he played football in college and he would come out and play with me in the, you know, when I first, when we first graduated, but you know, and he'd get so mad, he wasn't getting any better. (laughs) I'm like, well, you're not practicing. You come out once a month and you expect to get better. But now he is so into it. He's playing, he'll play in any weather. It doesn't matter. rain, Mm -hmm. John, Cole. like he will be, he'll be out there and he, you know, and Mm. he's now he is pretty consistently breaking a hundred. Whereas six, seven months ago, he was doing good to shoot, you know, 120 (laughs) and and he's getting closer and he's, I think he's really, really close to being able to shoot in the eighties, which I think he's, but he's, but he's, he goes and plays a lot now you know and especially when i'm not there it's one thing that he can go mm-hmm. and do with some of his buddies and but he's like i said he's practicing and he's playing which is the big yep. thing as well you, you're practicing yeah, you, great but if you're not going out and playing you're not you're not really seeing if you're doing what you're doing is the right thing
1: right um i mean you can be a range rat as we refer to it in the industry yep. um all you want yep. but if you're not out there on the golf course and and uh, that transition is difficult for a lot of people. There's a lot of people you can go out there, and boy, they'll stripe it pure on the range. But then as soon as they get on the golf course, you just like, what happened to this person? Who's this guy out here? Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. Your husband. Um, and, and just one quick point that I'm going to let you go uh, about that mm-hmm. is, you know, obviously he played other sports, so you know, obviously he has some athleticism, which is good.
0: But it mm-hmm. doesn't always
1: mean it's going to be a great golfer just because you're athletic in other nope. sports. So for some that transition can be very easy but for a lot it's not golf is a difficult game uh and uh, as you said and I've said you know what you uh, get out of it is what you put into it so I'm glad that he's taking yep. it serious and this is going to be something you know post your career on tour that you guys will be able to enjoy uh in later years um you know when you move to the villages or something in central florida <laughs> If you can play, yeah, I'm only kidding. I don't know whether you're going to do that or not, but you know what I'm saying. Pine you know, later pine years. Like pine, that, well, pine, there you go.
0: <laughs> go. Pinehurst, exactly. So,
1: well, well, Lauren, I want to thank you very much again for joining me this morning, and congratulations on a phenomenal um, tournament play this past week. And I wish you all the best this week uh, in in the current event and throughout the season. And I hope you'll come back and join. Uh, next time I hope Cindy will be here with me But uh, and she sends her apologies that she wasn't able to join us but she was uh, mid-flight during the, uh, the show So, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: but I hope she'll be on next time because I know she loves to talk with, with you ladies from the Smetra Tour and that so good luck Lauren this season uh, keep doing all the stuff that you're doing it sounds like you've got a great uh, a great formula for a winning season
2: thank you very much thanks for having me
1: you're very welcome have a great week
2: thanks bye
1: bye bye All right, that was uh, this morning's special guest, uh, Lauren Coughlin, uh, runner-up in this past week's uh, Smetra Tours Sky Golf Championship, and she's off and running to play another tournament this week in Florida on the Smetra Tour, so we wish her well there. And uh, lots of uh, great tips there. hope you uh, tuned in, and for those of you that haven't tuned in uh, so far, when you hear this broadcast a little bit later, um, pay particular attention to some of the tips and some of the information that she gave you. Uh, on how to play uh, some of your best golf, things that you need to do um, as an amateur if you want to go out and really get enjoyment out of this game. uh, There's a lot of great tips there. So uh, I want to thank you. And and again, um, Cindy will be back next week on the broadcast. We'll have uh, hopefully the winner from next week's uh, Symmetra Tour uh, event or from this week rather um, will be on next week's show. And uh, we want to thank you uh, as always for supporting uh, our program, and we'll hope you join us next week here on the Women of Golf Show. God bless everybody and have a great week. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Castbox, Talk Stream Live, and of course Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts to get updates for future shows and upcoming guests you can follow us on facebook at women of golf you can also follow me on twitter at ted and buck ceo and cindy at cindy miller golf please remember to join us next week on the women of golf show see you next time this has been a production of the iGolf sports network